we may remember from last week that we are in the Gospel of Matthew towards the end, and Jesus has been sparring with the Pharisees in the temple, and the Pharisees and the Sadducees have been trying to trick him into saying something that will get him into trouble. Now, the question that the Pharisees or the Sadducees ask him today doesn't seem like it should be that difficult. The summary of the law. But what we may not realize is that there are, beyond the Ten Commandments, 613 laws. And it is against Jewish tradition to raise one law above the other. And so they are asking Jesus to make one more important than the rest. Let us listen for God's word. When the Pharisees heard that Jesus had silenced the Sadducees, they gathered together and one of them, a lawyer, asked him a question to test him. Teacher, which commandment in the law is the greatest? Jesus said to him, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. And the greatest, this is the greatest and the first commandment, and a second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. The word of the Lord. Let us pray. Holy and loving God, we do thank you that you order our lives, that you are with us to teach us how to love one another. We thank you for our, your faithful love to us. So be with us now in this time of worship. And may the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. During the last uh, couple weeks or so, for a week, our neighbors had on their deck a shelter built of bamboo sticks and leafy branches. It was a shelter around the edges and a little roof with the leafy branches. And every night for a whole week, they ate outside in that shelter. And we heard the sounds of children laughing and playing. We heard people dining together and enjoying one another. We have gone over to their home during this week and tasted some of the sweet treats they eat under the canopy of the pine branches. Our neighbors are Jewish, and they were celebrating the festival of the booths, Sukkot. It's a fall harvest festival, celebrating God's gust at the harvest of the grapes and the olives and the nuts. In Jewish faith, God is always commanding feasts and festivals. Have you ever noticed that? And they last for a week or more. So I did some research, 
and I researched our Catholic sisters and brothers and how many holy days they have. And they have a full five more than we have, not counting the 200-plus saint days. Given this situation, my theological conclusion is that we Presbyterians do not have enough feasts and festivals. We need more holy days. And so we are here, and we celebrate a festival of stewardship. We bring forward our pledges and our offerings. Today, we feast together in joy. It is a festival of the love of God, the love that changes lives. When Jesus was asked that question by the Pharisees who tried so hard to trip him up, what was revealed is the central tenant of Jesus' entire ministry. Jesus answered, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind, and you shall love your neighbor as yourself. The first part of Jesus' answer comes from Deuteronomy 6 the very core of the Jewish faith. And this was given right after God gave the Ten Commandments, right after God gave people who had been released from slavery, who had no system of governance, who were wandering in the wilderness and did not know how to organize themselves. So God gave the basis for a peaceful society living in relationship to the divine being of love who heard their cries and their suffering as slaves and brought them to freedom. It is in that context, then, that Moses says to the people, Hear, O Israel, the Lord your God is one, and you shall love the Lord with all your heart and with all your soul, and with all your might. Now, in the Hebrew, heart, labaub, is not about emotion, but about thinking and will and determination. In Greek, cardia, it is the core, the seat of life that pumps blood through our bodies, our physical being. Soul, in Hebrew, is nephesh. It is that God's breath of life from the beginning of the creation of that first human being. God breathes God's life. That is soul. In Greek, suke, our spirits, our joy, our compassion, our longing, and might, method, love exceedingly. When we love God with all of our might, we are loving God with abundance. And in Greek, Jesus, in Matthew's version, changes that to mind. The anoia, our thinking, our imagination, again, our will, our power to decide. 
What Jesus says is most important is to love God one, the whole God, with the oneness and the totality of our very being, our whole lives. And then Jesus throws these Pharisees a curveball because that was it. That was the primary understood law commandment most essential part of the Jewish tradition. And Jesus adds as equal, like, doesn't mean similar to. It means as equally important as, connected to, and you shall love your neighbor as yourself. It is important to loving the creator of the universe as it is that we love God's creation, that we love one another. Love is central. Love is it. That powerful love that is, by the way, not a feeling. Have you ever been children Young people, have you ever been taken to meet your great-great-aunt Mildred? And even though you've never met her before, before you leave, your parents turn and say to you, will you give your Aunt Mildred a kiss? Did that ever happen? <laughs> I see some heads shaking. We do it not because... We have special fondness and feelings for Aunt Mildred. We've never met her. But it's a choice we make out of kindness. That is the most powerful and enduring love. It is the choice that we make to practice kindness and devotion, whether we have the feeling or not. And this is important because Jesus says that we need to love our enemies as well as our friends. To love God is to love our neighbor. And to love our neighbor is to love God. With all the choices and the actions that we take, to treat one another with kindness and generosity, to seek reconciliation and sing songs of praise and feed the hungry. To love God is to work for the well-being and the healing of those with whom we share this planet, this city, Connecticut Avenue, our own home. Faithful love. The choice. We are making a choice to join with God in changing, in healing, in helping to transform lives. And transformed lives we have 
we have talked over the past four weeks about all of the lives that we change here in this place. Thousands. Thousands. Earlier this week, I was walking to the door of the church in the back parking lot, and a woman came up to me, and she could just walk so slowly. She was bent a little bit, and she had a four-pronged cane, and her feet were bundled, and she had bags, and she said, is this the place where you get the papers? She meant tap. And I said, yes, it is. Come with me. I'll show you where. So we opened the door to the church building, and she said, well, where is it? (laughs) I said, as I was still trying to get my own self through the door, I'll show you where. And we came around the column, and there the door was half open with the window, and it was Bill or... Dottie, I can't remember who was there to greet this lady and say, here we are, we're here to help you. That TAP program takes people who are nobody, who have no birth certificate, no identity, no number associated with them, nobody in the system, and makes them somebody. I had the privilege earlier this week of having lunch with the circles, the women of the church circles, circle 11 and the bride circle and circle four. And gathered in that room was over 800 years of experience at CCPC. Over 800 years gathered right there. And as they spoke over and over and over again, as they spoke about experiences at CCPC, I heard again and again, when I first came to the church, Ellen, Margaret, Linda, invited me to join the circle. And I made friends, and they helped me through my divorce. They stayed with me when my children were sick. And now I show them pictures of my grandchildren. We change lives. And I looked on Miriam's kitchen website, and I saw Richard Young, who lived on the streets for 25 years. And because of Miriam's kitchen, he was able to hold up the key to his house. I'll also let you know that on that video of Miriam's kitchen, They were filming on a day when you all were serving. I saw so many faces here of you there working at Miriam's Kitchen. It is a delight, and I highly commend you to look at that video. I think about one of our neighbors on Connecticut Avenue, a Muslim woman who passed by the memorial to the lost to raise awareness of gun violence in the city, And she came up to me and she said, what is this? And we talked about it and she said, I am so glad you are doing this. The people at my mosque feel the same way. And I wish we could get together on this. Walls were broken down 
when we did that and people's eyes were opened, we go for that transformation, that healing. Children, lives are changed here. It's the stories, it's the playing bells, it's having church friends, it's stuffing socks with toothpaste and bringing those things together on that family mission day. As we learn, they learn to change lives. And also, one of the most beautiful things that has touched my heart is the children bringing forward the communion elements and helping to lead us in worship. These are things they'll remember all their lives. As I was growing up and I went to church, the thing that I remember most of all was the feeling that I had when I left. I always had such a feeling of joy. My heart was lifted. I felt like I danced out of the sanctuary. I pray that you feel the same. It changed my life. You shall love the Lord your God, and you shall love your neighbor as yourself. There's a special word for the love with which God loves us. And that Hebrew word is hesed. Hesed. Sounds like I'm speaking parcel tongue, right? Harry Potter fans. Hesed. And this is difficult to translate, but it is the kind of faithful love that will endure anything to love. And this is the kind of faithful, steadfast, tremendous love with which God loves us. When we show our love for God, we enter into that hesed. We join with God in healing the world. We become part of God's project of shalom. And as we do, our hearts and our souls are healed too. As the love of God is in us and flows through us and out of us, our lives are changed because our God is a faithful God changing our lives. And let the people say, Amen.